hello, we are back inside of another edition of Divine Connection. You heard part one of What's Your Purpose with Bishop Charles Johnson. Hey, we're back with part two. I want to thank, first of all, you, my listeners, those in Buffalo, New York, those in Riverside, California, also those in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you so much for checking out Divine Connection. Be sure to share with your audience so that we can get everybody listening to Divine Connection. Now, we left off with Bishop Charles Johnson saying these words. You be successful the way you want to be successful. I'll be successful the way I want to be successful. But what we both have in common is that we're both successful. Wasn't that some extraordinary advice? Now, we're going to answer a few questions. Keep it locked right here. You're inside of Divine Connection on the Silver Lining Radio Network. Stay right here. We'll be right back. Millions of people lose their identity every year. Don't be one of them. Identity theft has been the top consumer complaint filed with the FTC for 15 years straight. Victims are spending an enormous amount of time and money dealing with it. The criminals are getting smarter and they're not going away. That's why you need a company that's more than a website. You need an established institution that understands all the potential threats, how to prevent them, and how to restore any damage that's done. With ID Shield, we monitor your identity from every angle, not just your social security number, credit cards, and bank accounts. We ensure everything connected to you is safe, even your social media accounts. If there's any change in your status, you receive an email update immediately. We are available 24 hours a day, every day, in the event of an identity theft emergency. To get started today, give me a call, 910-978-6412, 910-978-6412. We're inside of part two, what is your purpose? Now, the question is, how do you turn your purpose into a paycheck? Finding your passion is what's most important. And once you find it and you focus on it, everything that you need will come to it. And also, once you learn how to serve, the reason I appreciate being able to talk to you now is because it allows me to be able to serve those that you serve. And the more people I can serve, the more opportunity comes to me for me to serve. Because our purpose is to serve. It's not just to make money, not just to be famous, not just to be wonderful. But it's for us to serve. The more people I can serve, the more people I can help get what they want, I will in turn get what I want. That's how we turn our purpose into paycheck. You are right on point with that. It is important for us to know who we are in the box. Yes. Yes. We've got to know who we are because we cannot be walking blindly. You've got to right. have purpose. You uh-huh. and I kind of grew up in the same environment. Right. Christian home in a rural area, and right. um, and and we've done some things together mm-hmm. when we were very young. Right. Tell me, what have been some of the biggest mistakes on your journey of success? Oh wow, one that comes to mind has been comparison to other people. Oops. Uh, if if I wasn't moving as fast as the next person, if I didn't present as well as someone else presented. Just that constant comparison to someone else. You know, because if, if you don't compare, like, for instance, in nature, the trees don't compare themselves to each other. They don't say, oh, you're a big tree and I'm a little tree, so I need to be less green than you. The flowers, they don't say, well, oh, you're a prettier flower than me, and all, of, all their petals fall off. 
they don't compare each other to each other. They're not in this constant competition with each other. And what I had to learn was that Russell Simmons wrote a book, and and in the book he said, do you. Do you. Even the Bible says, work out your own soul salvation. Take care of you. Just do you. Because as soon as we start looking at what other people are doing, we leave what we're supposed to be doing. So in order for me to stay focused, and I congratulate the guy down the street. Man, you're doing a great job. If there's anything I can do to serve you, let me know. Leave it at that and go back to doing what you're doing. Because especially in social media, where you got Facebook and, you know, Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and all these different things, you can get caught up on what somebody else is doing. But really, all Facebook is is snapshots. And I'll tell this quick story. There was a young lady, a friend of mine, she's a motivational speaker, but she was trying to lose some weight. And she had been putting her stuff on Facebook, and she's working out, and she introduced her trainer and all that kind of stuff. But she had to speak out of town. So she knew that her trainer would be watching on Facebook to see what she was eating. So she's at lunch, and she orders her lunch. She orders what she's supposed to order, you know, the grilled chicken salad, the bottle of water. But on the side, she had um, a big cupcake. So she took a picture to put it up on her Facebook page, but she only took a picture of the salad and the bottle of water. But just outside the frame was the cupcake. That's exactly what Facebook is. People frame their life the way they want you to see it. Mm-hmm. When just outside the frame, <laughs> just outside the frame, they're falling apart. And so wow. what you are comparing yourself to really more than likely isn't real. It's not what's really going on. So instead of looking at what they're doing, Focus on what you have on your plate, what your gifting, your ability is, what your purpose is, and become the best at that as you can. Wake up every day going after it as hard as you can. And that was one of my mistakes, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm looking at these guys and everybody's flying around doing stuff and on TV, Word Network, TV, and they just, and the Holy Spirit really had to correct me. So, well, look, I didn't call this, just wrote what I told you to do. When, you know, God, why don't you open up that door for me? I said, well, just do what I ask you to do, and that door might open up. But as long as you're doing, looking over there, you forget what's on your plate and what I've given you to do. So I'll encourage anybody, don't compare. It can be a trap. <laughs> Absolutely. And another thing I encourage young women is mm. ignore the chatter. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, ignore that's the real- chatter. And T.D. Jake said it best with the giraffe and the turtles. Because mm-hmm. if yeah. you're a giraffe and you ever lose focus and get down with the turtles, you're right. going to entrap yourself in a lot of things that you, now <laughs> you've lost total focus and you've opened yourself to attacks and everything else because you're right. listening to, to the chatter. That's great information. And, right. oh, my goodness, that was, that was great. If you were a younger you, what would be some uh. advice? that you would give yourself Mm -hmm. towards being successful? I would tell myself that you could do it. I would say, Charles, you can absolutely do whatever it is you want to do. You don't need to get anybody's permission. You don't have to be wonderful. You don't have to know everything. That you can absolutely do it. And more than that, Charles, 
God wants you to do it. You have his permission. I don't care what anybody else says around you. You have God's permission to do it. That would be the message I would tell myself. Because like you were saying earlier, we come from a very traditional, strict, religious background. And they only knew what they knew. You know, I don't think they were maliciously trying to do something to us, but they could only give us what they had. And in that process, in that programming, we were taught certain things based upon their understanding that did not necessarily free us. It put us under a spirit of, of bondage. One of those things was, you know, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Right. That one scripture held me back for many, many years because that's where I got the, you know, don't say you deserve something. That's where I got be humble. You know, don't be high-minded and all that kind of stuff, which is, which is true, and it has its place. But when you it's hear that for you. You put right. it in perspective, yeah. Right. And if you don't know that, you will carry that around with you the rest of your life. And one of the things I would tell young Charles is whatever God's given you to do, he's given you permission to do it, and you will not fail. You will succeed. You will be great at what you do. So just go for it. Do it. Do it with all you got. And don't, like you said, don't listen to the chatter. Because people that you have left, per se, that you're not in that same environment anymore, they're not going to understand what you're doing. They're not going to understand your language. They're not going to understand your mindset. So don't listen to them. Because one thing I have found, coming from where we come from, the language is different. It is. The mindset is different. So when I get in that environment, I have to be mindful of my own emotions, because I can't get frustrated. Let me tell you, exposure does everything in your life. You cannot go beyond your exposure. You cannot think beyond your exposure. So where people have not been exposed, what people that have been exposed say is going to sound adversarial to everything they've ever heard. So when I go to our home, our home, our home area, mm-hmm. I have to really be careful about how I come off because I see that same type of bondage, that same type of mindset still there. And it becomes difficult for them to hear anything that you have to say because they're still in that same, that same mindset, that same attitude. So um, I would tell Charles, don't listen, don't listen to him. If you've got to leave him for a little while, they'll be all right. They'll get over it. They'll be mad for a minute. They're not going to want to talk to you for a little while, but they'll get over it. But when you come back, you'll be able to help them and you'll be able to free them from some of these things that, they, that they're currently bound by. Wow, you really hit it on the head and that's why the word says to renew your mind. You don't right. have to stay where you are. Renew that's your right. mind. Step outside of the box. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and another yeah. thing is that you can't relate outside of your understanding. Even if you've that's been right. exposed, and you still don't understand, it's like the word. You can't even now apply it because you don't really understand it. You'll apply right. it the way that you understand it. That's right. Give us some information yeah. about how to get in contact with you. If we need okay. you to come and do some seminars for us, or we want some one-on-one coaching, or we need okay. you to do some public speaking, give mm-hmm. us some information about how we can get in contact with you. The 
best and the fastest way to get a hold of me is at my office at 919-349-6844. That's the quickest and easiest way to get to me. Also go to my website at www.charleswyattjohnson.com. Charles Wyatt, W-Y-A-T-T, johnson.com. I'm on Facebook at Charles Johnson, page two. Also, I have a Facebook group called Mountain Movers Worldwide. I'm also on LinkedIn and on Instagram and on Twitter. So you can find me pretty much any and everywhere. I do one-on-one coaching where I communicate with my client at least once a week for about an hour, and it's really intense. It's, it's really intense. We go through your verbiage, what you say about yourself in your mind, what you say out of your mouth. We go through mindset training, how to shift your mindset. We go through a bit of a, a mental detox. We find your purpose. We get you, find out what your definite purpose is. We go through a whole lot of stuff during that, those one-on-one coaching sessions. I do seminars. Right now I'm in preparation for what's being called My Strategy 2016, where I have about 20 or so students, and we map out goals for 2016. Of course, I do. I work with churches, corporations, groups, organizations, schools, universities, anyone that's looking for another level of success. That's who I work with. Those are the people that I'm looking to serve. I encourage you to reach out to Bishop Charles Johnson in order to get to the next level. Let's do some things together in the body of Christ because together we're stronger, but we all have to speak similar language, a language of getting us to the next level. If you were to die tonight, what would you regret not having done? I have two grandchildren, five and seven. And I would probably regret not seeing them grow up, you know, get married, have to have their own children. I would regret that. Uh, my goal is to die empty. I l- literally I want that's on my right. Let me interrupt my, you and say <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I'm I'm very very serious about that. I want to die. So I want on my I. tombstone mm-hmm. empty. That everything that God had for me to do on this planet, I got it done. That when Jesus said, like Jesus said, I have fulfilled everything you wanted me to fulfill, mm. and it's done. Um, I finished that, my course. I'm done. I finished it. I am Absolutely. done. There's nothing else on the planet for me to do. It's done. You made me want so to that, run on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, you know. Uh, that's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. Uh, that's it. That's it. One other question. Sure. How do you respond to failure? Failure is an indication, in my mind, failure is an indication of how not to do something. Failure is a part of the process. And so, really, I never really fail. I either succeed or I learn, one or the other. Say the Many times, again. people, failure is an indication that how I'm doing something is not the right way to do it. It doesn't wow. mean stop doing it. It just says don't do it that way. So, therefore, I don't really fail. I either succeed at what I'm doing 
or I learn a better way to do it. That's wow. it. That was a running moment. <laughs> well, many times people take failure as, well, don't do it anymore. Stop. Wow. Don't do that anymore. That's not the case. All that is saying is don't do it that way. There's a better way to do it. So, therefore, I don't really fail. Either I succeed at what I'm doing or I'm learning one or the other. It just, that, and that's how I look at failure. That's what, you know, if we're going to put a label on it and call it failure, that's how I look at it because I don't fail. The Bible does not tell us that we fail. The Bible tells us that we are constantly working. Everything works for my good. So I'm never failing. The people of God, when they lost at AI, or at I, as some people call it, the people of God were confused. They were like, we're not supposed to lose. We serve an almighty God, and we lost. But see, that's a mindset. They were convinced that the God that they serve does not lose. So if we lost, there's got to be a reason. Something happened. Somebody did something. Somebody said something. There's got to be because we don't lose. So we, as a people of God, we don't fail. That's the enemy trying to tell us that this is how you're supposed to respond. No, 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 no. I don't fail. I either succeed at what I'm doing or I learn from it, one or the other. But I do not fail. One, what failure is one of those words that a child, should, child of God should not have in their, in their vocabulary, along with I can't, it's too hard, all those little phrases, along with I'm trying, all those things. No, because we are creators. We, we are constantly creating. So when I say I'm trying to do something, I'll never do it because I'm, it means I'm, I'm trying. And so I'm prophesying into myself in completion. But when I say this is what I'm doing, now that word goes forth, and it allows us to continue to keep doing what it is we want to do because if I'm trying, I'll always be trying. You're either doing it or you're not. It's one or the other. Give us your number again. I can be reached at 919-349-6844. 919-349-6844 is where you can find me. Amazing. That is such good information. I do hope that everyone is capturing the nuggets that you're giving today because it will propel. It will propel you into the next dimension of your life. Yeah. If you catch on to some of these practical things that mm-hmm. Bishop Johnson is giving us, it is going to be imperative for this next season of your life. One other Absolutely. thing, how do you measure mm-hmm. success? Everybody has what they think success is. Give mm-hmm. us how you measure success. I measure success two, three different ways. Number one, I measure success by the outcome. When I start doing something, what is my intent for it to be in the end? If, That's amazing. It, if it is that at the end, then I'm successful. Number two, I measure it by how I feel about it. Even if it didn't turn out quite the way I wanted it to, but I felt good about my effort, I felt good about my preparation, I felt good about while I was in the process of it all, that was success. Lastly, I do judge it by what I see. You know, success for me, you know, I like driving a nice car. So if I have a nice car, that's, that's success for me. I like having a nice house. So if I'm living in what I would consider a nice house, that's success for me. So those three ways. One, was the, my intent, did my intent come into reality? 
How did I feel while I was doing it? And then number three, what is actually appearing in, in front of my face? It, th- those three things are success. And that's for me. Now, for other people, it might be other things. Some people aren't, you know, having a nice car is not that big of a deal for them. A house not that big of a deal for them. You know, and that's cool. That's great. We need to get used to what other people's idea of success is and stop judging other people by our own yardstick of what success is. Let them be successful. Just let them do them and then learn how to celebrate. Whatever your level of success is, celebrate people when they do well. No matter where you are in your life, celebrate them wherever they are in their life. Because right now, at the beginning of the year, everybody wants to lose weight and everybody's you know, trying to be healthy and da-da-da-da. Cool. If your goal is 10 pounds and you lose two, celebrate that. Be glad about that because it makes the next two even easier because now you have something to look forward to. But many of us look at it just the opposite. Not like, oh, I lost two pounds. They're like, oh, I only lost two pounds. A shift in the mindset allows us to experience far more success than we currently experience if we look at it a different way. Pastors, stop concentrating on the people that don't show up. Concentrate on the people that do. The people that do come through that door every Sunday or every midweek service, be grateful and thankful and concentrate on them. The people that don't show up are the people that don't show up. Leave it at that. And then when you get to uh, two or three more visitors, celebrate it. Be glad about it. Be over the moon about it. Y'all, look, our church is growing. We've got two or three more visitors. Celebrate it. Be glad about it. So that's how I handle success. That's extraordinary. Success is based on what we intended to get out of mm. when we start. That's right. And if we take that's our right. definition of what we intended, when we mm-hmm. start it, and then adapt to responding to failure. <laughs> right. The way, you, right. the way that you described it, we'll yeah. all succeed at our own pace. Absolutely. At our own oh, pace. Oh, absolutely. Wow. It has been extraordinary talking to you and hearing what you're doing. I'm super excited about everything God has brought to fruition for you, I am just I'm I'm just overjoyed to have this opportunity to talk with you. I know we have been trying for a good while now, and I do thank God yeah. that um, it has come to this. You have authored a book, I yes. Am Sam. Correct. It'll be available on your website, CharlesWhiteJohnson.com. Yes, it's available on my website, or you can Google it. You can go to Amazon and put in the title of the book, I Am Sam: Ten Keys to Success from Green Eggs and Ham, and it will come up. And I've also, actually, I've released a workbook to go with that book now. So Amazing. it's I Am Sam, 10 Keys to Success from Green Eggs and Ham. And then the, the workbook is I Am Sam, How to Find Your Green Eggs and Ham. So it's a companion to the book. Amazing. It has just been great having an opportunity to find out what's happening with Bishop Charles Johnson and to see where God has you. Mountain Movers, Inc. is your business. Coaching seminars, public speaking, he is available for that. We want to encourage everyone to reach out and capture this wealth of information that we have available. In closing, 
If there was something you wanted to leave with the listeners, tell them. Uh, well, let me tell you first, thank you so much for the opportunity. I am really, really grateful for the chance to be able to be on and share with you and your listeners. I don't take it for granted. And thank you so very much for the opportunity to be able to serve. For those that are listening, out of this conversation, I want you to take away from it that success is yours. And whatever you've been asking for, the answer is already yes. Your answer to your prayer, to your request, is already yes. What you're asking God to do has already been done. All you have to do is walk it out. All you have to do is to get up and start doing the things that are necessary to get you to the answer to your prayer. Because the answer has already been given to you, and that answer is yes. So now what you have to do is to make the adjustments in your life to get you down the road to get to where you are. And that might include turning off the TV. It might include not spending so much time on Facebook. It might include having to get up earlier in the morning and going to bed later at night. Whatever it may be, I want you to know success is yours, whatever that is for you, and that your answer is already yes. I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together, Bishop Johnson. Thank you so much. I look forward to the next time. Thanks again for tuning in to Divine Connection. We'll see you next time. God bless. It's a testimony. My life is a testimony. How your love never gave up on me, no. My life is a testimony. I'm still here. I'm still When I think of where I could have been Looking back on the hows and the winds Lord, I'll never forget how you were my net And you caught me again and again Still amazed at how my days unfold Grace is my story retold Kept by your love, washed clean by your blood I must confess from my soul that I'm still here I'm still here And I thank you, my life is a testimony, I'm still here, I'm still here.